Hello and welcome back to the Interactive Social Media Roundup for the 11th of March 2020. As always, we've got some interesting news for today's show. First up, Instagram ads, new processes to help users find accurate updates on the coronavirus outbreak. We see that Twitter has this week issued an update to its rules and hateful conduct, which it first launched last year. And finally, LinkedIn has been testing their stories internally. And this week, the company confirmed it will be rolling out the beta feature to use in the coming months. That's all on today's show. So Instagram has joined all the other news and social media outlets on updating their users on the coronavirus outbreak. Following the latest announcement around coronavirus-related content measures from Facebook and Twitter, Instagram has now also detailed how it's working to guide users towards accurate and relevant updates on the situation, basically trying to murk out all the fake news and the scaremongering. The first focus on the information is accuracy. Instagram has stated that it's working to remove known harmful misinformation related to COVID-19. And it's also now highlighting links to the World Health Organization, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention and local health authorities. Also, whenever someone taps on a hashtag related to COVID-19, Instagram also fact checks the potentially misleading posts, blocking and restricting hashtags which are being used to spread misinformation which is aligned with Facebook's ban on any ads seeking to exploit the situation. In addition, Instagram's highlighting the accounts of leading health organisations in coronavirus-related searches, while it's also mapping out a longer-term solution to help connect searching for COVID-19-related terms with credible information. Considering how social media is now one of the number one news sources for a lot of users, this is an integral part of the coronavirus outbreak. What we're finding is that a lot of people are becoming misled and fake news is starting to creep up through the woodwork. So for Instagram and Facebook and Twitter to be doing this will hopefully limit the amount of scaremongering being done. Next up, Twitter has, as I said, issued an update this week to its rules and hateful conduct, which first launched last year. 
The rules are designed to help Twitter conversations be more civil and set clear parameters around acceptable behaviour on the platform. And according to Twitter, this is a direct quote, as a result of months of conversation and feedback from the public and conversations with both internal and external experts and our own teams, in July 2019, we expanded our rules against hateful contact to, conduct to include language that dehumanises others on the basis of religion. Today, we are further expanding this rule to include language that dehumanises on the basis of age, disability and disease. So basically, the new rules mean that tweets will be removed when reported uh, that are discriminatory against age, gender, religion, disease, disability. However, the accounts that tweeted them won't be suspended, and that would have been the case before the new rules were put in place. So it'll be interesting to see how Twitter actually enforces these rules, because it's all well and good saying they're going to be doing this, but it's not always that simple. There will be instances where people feel like they're being targeted, uh, there'll be prejudices and there'll be other people that claim that what was meant was not actually the tweeter's intent. It could kind of spiralise into being a very, I hate using this term, but a very snowflake uh, situation. Um, but we'll just have to see how it works and if people actually get reported. Um, it may not help beyond just rules and policies. In the real-life Twitter, it may not actually make a difference. But we will see. Um, it's also worth noting that the rulings on these cases require human innovation, which means more labour time. Um, and Twitter has announced that over the next year, it's planning to increase its headcount and expenses by 20% in order to cover additional costs like this, uh, which is very much needed um, if Twitter wants to see a higher engagement. Um but anyway, we'll see how it goes. It may work, it may not. And finally, the news that I think some people are quite excited about. Stories have arrived on LinkedIn. So the platform LinkedIn, which is typically used for networking, businesses, uh, not your typical social media site, has been testing LinkedIn stories internally. This week, the company confirmed it will be rolling out the beta feature to users in the coming months, which means it will obviously be joining Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. The uh, Senior Director of Product Management at LinkedIn, Pete Davis, uh, said in an interview, We've learned so much already about the unique possibilities of stories in a professional context. For example, the sequencing of the stories format is great for sharing key moments from work events. The full screen narrative style makes it easy to share tips and tricks that help us work smarter. Essentially, uh, well, first of all, I should explain that this format is only going to be um, available for individual users. So businesses and marketers can't use it just yet. But when they do, it will be interesting to see how they use it to communicate with their target audiences. Um, the site has yet to offer specifics on the feature's creative um, sort of outlook on it. But, I mean, the advantages of this is pretty obvious. Um, we can The businesses can then offer bite-sized nuggets of thought leadership, meaning that they can kind of summarise what they're about in a story which makes it more punchier and people will remember the information more. It will show people what's important to them and what they stand for. And it will drive value with content and hopefully increase engagement. So 
all positive things. Let's just see if it actually works. That's all for today. Uh, again, hope you enjoyed it. And as always, don't forget to check out all of our new content on the Interactives website. There is a new article from Grace Braddock, who has written about the Google News Initiative Fellowship. And she interviewed Leah Reed, a data journalist at Brandwatch, who offered her advice on applying. So make sure you check that out on the website. It's also on all our socials, which, of course, you should be giving a follow. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and yes, even Pinterest. So as I said, that's all for today, but hopefully you'll be seeing us very soon. And I hope you enjoyed our daily roundup today. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>